Hello, my name is Jacob, and I'm a Norse pagan, and welcome to episode 59 of the Folk Podcast. So this one's a slight different turn than the normal one. Um, I don't really know how long this episode is going to go. I have all the co-hosts here, um, but we do, I know we have listeners that just listen to the podcast, that aren't really following, that wasn't about Instagram, aren't in the Discord and don't follow YouTube. And that's perfectly okay. Honestly, I'm really happy with the reception of the the, the folk podcast here. Um, so to all those listeners who just listened to the podcast, you're great. You're just as great as everybody else. Um, so thank you for tuning in. So we figured we would make this episode kind of for those listeners, but also to reiterate some things that have recently come up, some very exciting things. Um, so if you haven't heard already, we had a, a fundraiser this last Wednesday, um, just uh, right here in the last week of October. Um, and it was really to start phase one of the, the hall. Um, so obviously we say until the hall at the end of every episode. And, you know, the dream, of, as we talked in the past, is to eventually build a hall, buy land, um, have a place where people can come and worship the gods and possibly build even more. Um, so we had a fundraiser. We just wanted to see how it go. This was kind of the test fundraiser to see, to see how this process would work out. And uh, we were blown away. So this fundraiser was only for $5,000. So not a lot. Um, but still a decent amount. Um, and it was for the legal fees on setting up a nonprofit organization or the startup fees, as I should, I should say. Because part of this is paying for a lawyer to set up the nonprofit organization, which is a process that can take up to six months. The, the, the processing fees are under $500. Um, he takes care of that and, and his pay as well. But he's also here to, to basically facilitate the process and help us through it because there's a lot of legal jargon I don't understand. And so I wanted, I, I wanted to really bring in a lawyer for this to make sure we set up the foundation correctly. And after talking with all the fellowship leaders within the community as it stands now, uh, we all agreed this was the best route to go. So we started the fundraiser and it only took seven and a half hours to reach that $5,000 goal, which is absolutely insane. Um, just the, the amount of uh, you know, this passion for this was absolutely insane. It was, it was incredible. I was blown away. I barely slept um, just because of it, it, just sitting there watching everyone just jump to this. And it, it wasn't just the people that donated. It was the people that were like, I'm going to donate tomorrow. I'm going to donate then. I'm going to donate next week. I, I'm saving money for this. I'm going to save hundreds of dollars for this. Like, uh, you know, in a month, I'll get you like a lot of money. And I was like, oh my gosh. Like I was getting so many messages about this and it, it was it was really cool. Um, so as far as the test of to see where the community is and to see how this, this fundraising process can be, um, holy crap. Um, we are going to do this, which is the, the crazy thing. And, and that was the, I think it became real. Like it became very real for me. And I, I, this is where I'll let the co-hosts come in um, to see if they felt the same way. Um, because obviously, you know, working behind the scenes, um, you know, it's very real for me all the time. You know, this is what I do 24 seven. Um, but seeing the, the way the community reacted for this and, and to see that this could happen, and that we really could raise, you know, thousands of dollars to get this land and, and to build this hall. Um, it was really incredible and it really became real for me. So how do you guys feel? Yeah, I think that's a good way of looking at it. So it got, it got very real very quickly. Uh, kind of just watching those numbers jump over really, really fast. And it's funny too, because I remember, you know, messaging you, Jacob. I was just like, I bet you it'll be, I bet you will hit that. Like I predicted that we would hit the the goal within after kind of seeing how things had started and we were, I think it was up to like the 1500 or something like that. I think it was like 1550 within like the first hour or so, I think that it was up and I just, I called it and I was just like, Hey, I bet you by the way, within, you know, the end of the day within the next 24 hours, at the, you know, at the most, it's going to probably hit that, you know, and, and it didn't, it still was, it was insane kind of just sitting there watching it. I was at work, uh, you know, at the start of this, I think you started it at three, three o'clock. Yeah. 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 And, you know, so I was at work, you know, being in central, I was an hour behind. So I was like watching this stuff. Like I would check my phone every now and then while I'm at work, I was just like, Holy crap. Like, how, like, how much is it now? You know, I was just watching it. would always it, go up. Know, just, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was just, like it was mind blowing and I was getting distracted by it at work. So I kept like wanting to see. And then when I saw that it hit that $5,000, I was just like, Oh my, like that was, that was fast. You know, that was really fast. Um, yeah, I feel like it's, it shows that there's a lot of 
people who genuinely want to see something like this, you know, and that are, are, are genuine about supporting it and, uh, you know, want to see this happen. You know, obviously I feel like there are projects that people, you know, say that, that want to be done and, you know, et cetera, and they do a GoFundMe or whatever other sort of fundraising thing and they just don't get it. They don't get the turnout that, you know, they expected when the, you have people that are like, oh yeah, this would be awesome. This would be great. I, you know, a bunch of people saying that they want this. And then when it kind of comes time to it, people are just like either over it or they're just like, oh, I wasn't really like that into it. I really didn't want it that much, you know, and they get almost disappointed, but you know, this was the complete opposite. You know, it was within literally seven and a half hours and it was there, you know what I mean? It's, it's crazy and amazing to, to think about how many people were just like, yes, I've said that this would be, you know, like they're, they want this to happen. And, you know, I, you know, they, they said like when it comes time to something like that going down, that they will be there. Well, boy, were people there. It was, it was insane. It was a lot. I was one of those that I was sitting there like, I've got to, I've got to pay tomorrow or put into this tomorrow because like I don't have money right now. I can pay tomorrow so I can do it then. And I remember looking at it like when I, but I remember whenever I first, I woke up, I remember like going to bed, like about the time that it finished, but I didn't look at it. I just remember like, there was this like, this good feeling, like something good happened. I'm not sure what it is, but I'm going to bed because I'm tired of shit. And then I woke, like, I woke up six or five or six o'clock in the morning. First thing I did was look at that. Like, holy shit. <laughs> I couldn't believe that we did it that quickly. It was insane. And the first thing I said after that was, fuck, I mean, it ain't going to take that long to get the, the money for the land at this rate. Right. Like, I guarantee you that. I guarantee if I would have left it on, because the weird thing about GoFundMe, which is, again, this is my first time using it, which is one of the reasons I wanted to, to kind of do this in a smaller scale, um, is it, and in theory, can keep collecting. Like, once it reaches the goal, you have to turn it off. So I was really nervous about leaving this on because, you know, it's going to take six months before we're at that next stage. And so I didn't want to have all this money sitting there, like just in my bank account or on the shelf, you know, just waiting to be used. I, I didn't want that. So I, I really wanted to be there to pause it. But I guarantee you, if, if I had left that on, it would have been easily 15 to 20 grand by the time, we, the time I woke up that next morning. Like, I really do think so. Um, and then I don't doubt it. Yeah, and then within a week it would have been even more than that. So when I think it's when it's time to actually to buy this land, I don't think we're gonna have any problem doing it, which is crazy, crazy. Well, that just goes to show the awesomeness of, of our community that we're building, you know, and how much we do view each other as family, how much we want this to happen, like Ian said, and yeah. I remember watching the YouTube video whenever it came out and you were talking about it. And I was like, oh man, this is insane. I'll, I'll donate to it Friday. Then I, like normal, I go to sleep. And then I wake up the next day and you, yeah, you know, I seen you had a live stream at like 10 o'clock that night and you've already met your goal. And I was like, wow. Every time I go to sleep, something new and exciting happens. Right. Well, yeah. And it's like, um, the crazy thing about like hitting a goal is again, so it, it, like 5,000, I got 5,000, like, okay, it's time to pause this thing. And I was like, I don't know how to pause this thing because there's not just a button that says pause. You have to like dig into the settings and it's like buried in the settings to pause it. Um, and if you delete it, you lose all the money, which is weird. So you can't like just remove it. And so I was freaking out because as I was trying to find this button, people were still giving money to it. I'm like, oh my gosh, what is happening? <laughs> people are so generous. And so I finally found it. And by the time, it, it probably took me five minutes to find this, like how to do it. Cause I had to like search it online. Um, within that five minute window of hitting 5,000 and me finding that button, it was already up another $75. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, it's, it's, it's insane to think about the, the immediate response and just the overwhelming sense of community that the community did right then and there within that short amount of time. You know, it, it's, it's, it's crazy to think about because, you know, it's, it's obviously something that you've talked about for a very long time, you know, going on over two years now at this point with the YouTube and the Instagram and everything like that. And, you know, kind of seeing things 
really taking those those next steps of becoming a reality you know it, it's it's wild to see how many people just stepped up and 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 did something like this in such a short amount of time you know and i think it, it a lot of it has to do with uh just people want want some form of change i feel like within their lives and, or to make or be part of you know a, a change and you know this is it i feel like i feel like this is you know a huge step into a whole different uh, uh outlook on life and a perspective that a lot of people are going to be like oh wait like what's this this Norse pagan Viking hall that's all of a sudden being built in the United States kind of a thing. You know what I mean? You, you see a church get built, you know, regularly and you're like, oh, okay, cool. Another church is being built. You know, it's, it's been going on for thousands of years, but, you know, when was the last time a, a, a active, you know, pagan hall was put up? Well, you know what as I mean? far as I know, again, I don't want to make any broad declarations here, but as far as I know, the dream of the scale of this thing that we have is going to be the biggest in the United States um, because there are halls that exist out there. Um, some of them are just like barns. Like, of course, the people out there who have a barn and, and say, like, I have a Viking hall. It's like, you have a barn called a Viking hall. I mean, I'm not saying you can't have great religious experiences there, but as far as like what we're planning to do is we're not just planning a barn. We're not, you know, we're not repurposing a church. What we're doing is building something from the ground up. You know, Ian, we just got back from, you know, the Yumskov Center, the scene that stopped church. Like, that's our dream. Like the final version of this thing, or at least the version that we want to see is something that looks like a, a stop church, or at least what a stop church would look like as a pagan temple. Um, so we want this to actually be like a real, honest of the gods, you know, temple. People have asked me, like, whenever I've told them, like, what our community's like goals and stuff like that are, they've asked me, like, what is it going to be like? I've always described it. It's like, it's probably going to be something like um, your Vasker from like sky from skyline you know the oh, hall yeah. of your companions and i wouldn't be surprised at all if that's what we ended up with something like oh that. yeah well you know, I've, I've said time and time <laughs> again you know the icelandic people it's interesting they they wanted to build a very modern one because they're still building theirs over there and it's very modern um but over here like one of the reasons i think paganism is so popular is because we're wanting to return to the past we're wanting to return to uh, traditionalism and so mm -hmm. when thinking about building a hall i can think of no other way to build it than a traditional one mm -hmm. i agree completely yeah i it's it is it's, it's crazy it, it's absolutely insane you know and it, for those who obviously you know like what you said at the beginning of this video for those who don't necessarily follow the instagram or or, or uh you know watch the youtube or anything like that and only listen to the podcast i'm very curious to see is what effect that has you know what those individuals will have now going forward with the next phase um you know it's i i, I kind of just you know sitting there sitting here kind of just like fantasizing about it a little bit like i'm very curious to see you know, the individuals that we get from all across the world, you know, uh, for those of you in the Czech Republic who seem to <laughs> really enjoy us, I expect a lot of you at some point. Well, <laughs> well, I mean, one yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, like, uh, you know, it's a small thing, like, uh, like that Mickness guy, you know, Mickness Saga on Instagram, um, the guy that lives in Faroe Islands, I did a, you know, small, like, project with him, kind of, um, you know, he gave money to it. And it's like this guy from the Faroe Islands, you know, he doesn't have to do that. He's, he might never, he probably will never see this thing with his own eyes. I hope he does, but he still gave to it. And that's powerful to me um, because this is an idea that transcends me. It's, it's an idea that transcends one person's idea. And it's something that goes to a community's idea. And, and like you were saying with the church, I, I don't think, you know, in our modern world, people are used to having ownership of something or ownership over their own spirituality. And I think what this allows people to do with this community raised building like this is it gives them some sense of spiritual ownership of it. You know, they're, they're actually building to something bigger. And I know there's people out there that are going to say like, oh yes, they're just trying to take people's money. They're just trying to fatten their pockets and all those things. And of course I can sit here and say, well, of course not. Like, let me tell you, like all of us here uh, in the, the Wisdom of Odin community, we want to see this happen. Like this, is, we want that more than money. We want that more than anything else. We want to see this land built. And 
guess what? Buying land and building things costs money. I don't know why there's this misconception that you can do things without money, but that's just not true. <laughs> um, and so, you know, it's one thing that we're going to have to earn people's trust as well, which clearly we have a lot of people's trust already. So thank you so very much. But we want to make continue to maintain that trust. And so one thing I want to make sure we did pretty early here, something I already talked about in the live stream afterwards, and something I want to reiterate here is we're going to do our best to be as transparent as possible with all the money that comes in from these donations. And it's one of the reasons we wanted to go to the nonprofit route is so it's not just in Jacob's bank account. It's in a, you know, it'll go to a bank account that's controlled by a nonprofit with a board of directors that determines what happens with the money. You know, it, it's not going to sit, you know, in someone's private account. Um, but also it gives us a, a possibility of just sharing with everyone like, hey, you know, like right now I can comfortably sell you like, let me see. Let me pull up my notes. We brought in um, after GoFundMe fees, $4,900 or $4,909 and 77 cents. So that's what we got. And that's what I want to make sure we're sharing with people is like the money we get from donations and where it goes. Like eventually we will want to hire people. We want to hire an accountant. Right now we're hiring a lawyer. Um, you know, we'll have to hire security. We'll have to hire vendors. Like, you know, that's what that money will go to eventually down the line. But for this four nine four $4,909.77 is going for is the startup fees. Um, and so as this money gets spent, we're going to make sure we're transparent of where it's going. Um, so I don't know the exact figure. It's going to be around $4,000. I have to figure out taxes with the lawyer. Um, and so we're still working things out. Um, and I don't get the money from GoFundMe officially yet. Uh, but as soon as we, we give him that money, as soon as we sign the contract, we're going to share that with all of you. And of course, after that, we still have some money remaining. So what are the other startup costs? You know, we're going to need a website. Um, so we need to figure out what we're going to do with that. If we're going to create a website, web starts, you know, even if you do them on Squarespace, aren't free. Um, we're going to want designs. We're going to want, you know, we're going to need to trademark things. Um, we're going to need copyright things. All this stuff costs money. And so anything that's left over is going to go to those kind of things. And again, we're going to make sure we share those things with you uh, along the way. Um, Ugh, this is the stuff that's like the last few months. I'm just like, ugh, the legal stuff. All the trademarks, copyrights, LLCs, nonprofits. Yeah, you're, you're so <laughs> excited. Venturing into and, unknown territory. I know nothing of like legal proceedings and stuff. Right? It's, it's literally like, this is the, the stuff that not ordinary everyday individuals have to deal with. And here Jacob is, is so excited about everything. And we're, we're not excited, excited about the, the legal stuff. Let me tell no, you. No, no, I'm talking about, I'm talking about like just, just the fact that we're, we're starting to work toward the home. So like the, you and the community and all of us are excited for this, but then at the end of the day, you're sitting there with a paperwork in your hands and you have to go through and read how to trademark for whatever you're going to call it. Like I'm, I'm assuming the wisdom of life, but you know, you have to sit there and, and read all of this legal ease and you're not even a lawyer and that that's boring that would put me to sleep oh yeah uh, see i could like no, i can't remember if it was the uh if it was the last all thing we had or the one before that i was talking about some stuff and then somebody said like that would be tax fraud i was like no don't listen to me don't listen to anything i say i know nothing about this stuff <laughs> <laughs> let me read for you a line uh here uh, methods of communication the client and attorney agree with that communication between them and communication between attorney and third parties relevant to the matters of the law oh, god kill me <laughs> did you have to read your name some more you almost put me to sleep yeah i know right dude this is, it's rough and again that's one of the reasons i wanted to go the lawyer route is because all the paperwork we're going to be dealing with setting up um, you know, all the crap for the nonprofit is all going to be read like that. And it's like, I'd rather have a lawyer decipher that to me and then just tell me what I need to fill out. Right. Tell me what we need to figure out as a community to put in there. Well, too, and, and going the lawyer route too, it helps us in the future. I mean, if, if we go through and we set it up for the future of this community and everything we're going to do, then the groundwork we know is going to be secure and safe. Right. Well, yeah, like, and I think the, the analogy I used, I can't remember if I use this in like a, a meeting or if I use this in the, the live stream, but I was talking about like, you know, you don't want to build your foundation. Like, you know, I don't know how to build a house. So therefore I'm not going to build the foundation of my house. I don't know the legal fees uh, in the legal world of setting up nonprofits. So why would I want to be the one to set up the foundation of something we hope to last for generations? I'd rather pay someone that knows how to build foundations to do that for me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah, this right here is not pertinent to the conversation, but my three-year-old is in there 
putting together a puzzle, just vibing to Creed Scalder from uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ilog. Yes. <laughs> putting that little puzzle together. That's amazing. Yeah. And now we have Mary. So here's a question for you, Jacob. This is kind of popped into my head. Um, oh. When when Shirt was, uh, you know, kind of, this is like far outreaching, oh, like thought or like, you know, future thoughts. Uh, what he was asking about, you know, whatever you're going to call it. Do you have any sort of like name that you have in mind for calling this hall? Or are you calling the hall itself? That? Oh, um, <clears throat> no. So, <laughs> it's weird like so the wisdom of Odin community i feel like we've always kind of stayed away from like the old norse stuff like we use it sometimes but definitely not to the extent mm-hmm. other groups and organizations use it just because it feels a little disingenuous because like we're just we're american you know so yeah. i feel i feel weird if what, we what, was with it, with it, with it, what, what was up with it what was up with the twang what american Murder. Man, you should have seen me the other day i went down well to i mean cincinnati. he's from kentucky or no you're from ohio cincinnati ohio <laughs> And I went to this building. I wanted to get inside this building. So I called security because I was like, man, I want to get inside this thing and take pictures of the Art Deco because it had Art Deco all throughout that song, bitch. And so I decided to call security. I was like, hey, man, I'm down at the University of Kentucky and I'm doing a project and I'm doing it on Art Deco. And I got this building right in front of me and I would love to get inside of there. Could you help me out? Like, is there anyone I can get in contact with? And he was like, man, let me tell you, them people up in corporate, they don't want people in there because they're all Rona. And I'm like, man, that sucks. I was like, well, is there anyone I can get in contact? He's like, man. I got to tell you what, I'll get you in contact with the director and we'll try to get you in that building. I'm like, man, that's swell. Thank you very much. I like how you did all of that with a country accent. Yeah, dude, because I live in Kentucky. I worked at a car dealership. Those are the most redneck Yo, people around offended. here. <laughs> you know what they say about the Southern dialect, don't you? Wasn't just like the old British dialect. Yeah, they they used it to favor the old uh, British dialect that they wanted to sound more proper. Yeah, I know how that how that right there works. To be completely honest, because there's <laughs> nothing about how I talk that sounds anything like a British. Give me both. <laughs> <laughs> I try to be serious here. <laughs> they draw, man. I don't. I don't get it either. Well, it's, it's just like, a mixture of. It's a mixture of like. I don't know uh, the mixture of everything of everybody that like moved to this area. <laughs> It's all a mixture of like Scottish yeah. and Irish and all that crap. Yeah, that's, that's why people can't voice. understand us that stuff. <laughs> it's weird. Like, well, especially then you get down to like Bayou speak, you know, the oh yeah, that's that mix of like French and Spanish. The, the, yeah, yeah, Creole. Yeah. The Creole. What was that? No, dude, we dude in high school, whenever I went to school in Louisiana, uh uh, coach, what is his name? I can't. I can't think of his name right now, off the top of my head. Uh, but I would make him so mad because he would speak Cajun French. The school taught him English. He didn't know English before he joined the school, and uh, he would start cussing me out in Cajun French. And I was like, you know, he's like, got mad because I kept laughing because I thought it was funny. I was from Texas. I don't know funny better. Than- you guys are giving Jacob such an easy avenue right now to avoid the question that I asked. Oh, I, what, I was going to throw away here at the end of it. what the name of the hall would be. I'm sitting here just like, I just I was going to say is that I imagine, I imagine it would I be also, just like the stuff with the Discord. We'll have a, we'll have a normal name for it. And then I'm sure like the folk will come up with some sort of an yeah, old horse mean, name the, for it, just like most of the Discord do. What does the name matter, Ian? What are you a dwarf? Oh, I'm just, it's, names no, are I'm just very curious. Yeah, names, <laughs> I mean, um, names are everything. So obviously, Odin would be like a pretty high contender, right? Like, you know, obviously, Odin's you. off or something like that. But, um, you know, it probably should be like, it probably I mean, should be something dedicated to Odin. But maybe I would do one of the different names of Odin or something like that. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking is like, because Odin, Odin is the, the entire reason that this whole thing got started and so the first in my mind the first one should be dedicated to him yeah right, no, well, that, whenever we dedicate the one to thor that's the one i'm moving to and moving <laughs> on um 
Yeah, I'm trying to think like what would be a cool like Odin name for it. Like, you know, like Hrafnagoth is just like Raven God, you know, so like the Hrafnagothoth. Or, you know, that's when you wanted to go like old old Norse. Um, or maybe just like the Raven Hall or something like that. Like the Raven Hall or the Twin Raven Hall or something. You know, something you could go it, um, any route with it. Ian's like, I want one named after Fenrir. Gosh, yeah. <laughs> like 20 halls down the line, we might finally run out of material enough to do that. Yeah. Hey, don't no, care. I'm just, I'm just I'm, yeah, I'm just generally curious because I, I don't think it's anything like something that, you know, has actually been brought up even like for funsies, you know right. what I mean? Like, whether, That's true. That's true. It hadn't happened, at least on the, the podcast, it hadn't and, and conversation i don't guess anyone's ever asked you what you're going to name the hall um but odin would definitely clearly be the uh, the, the obvious choice i i would say you know obviously we're going to open these things by the regions that we have um whatever the primary deity of that region is would probably what we go for you know like uh, if north central no. is the next one or south or south central you know whatever deities worship most probably should get the name of the hall or something like that or you know and obviously with me being kind of like the main central guy, I guess, you know, me naming it makes sense. So maybe we'd go to the main North central person and be like, Hey, what makes sense for your region to name the hall or something? We don't need sexy central to have a name. It would have a name. Like you have to name, you have to name it. Just <laughs> not, not, you're not naming babies a- there. You're not named yeah, like, Texas? Yeah, no, no, like the Hall is just going to be Texas. No, no, it probably won't even <laughs> be in Texas. The Lone Star the Hall. Dude, uh, I'm fine with that. That's actually pretty badass. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Has a big, giant Texan flag. Yeah, oh, no, like the outer gate would have to have just a giant Texas flag with the big Lone Star, like the middle where it folds out. Can oh, we get Matthew yes. McConaughey to come out for that one? We fucking <laughs> Probably no. It'd be it'd be it would be like Stetson Hall or something like that. We can we can wherever the <laughs> gates open up. It's just Matthew McConaughey. You hear all right, all right, all right. <laughs> so if 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 a if a if a South Central Hall is built and it's built in Texas, it has to be the big. It has to be the biggest one. Texas already has the biggest. That's, see, that's, that is my. You know what I mean? Why this all that is small. that's the only thing I'm saying is if we build one in Texas, it's got to be the biggest one. It's got to like I'm not going to sustain. I will put wherever much money I got to in it to make sure it's the biggest hole. So to to reel this a little bit back uh, into into reality here. So uh, you know this is something that you know I think a lot of people are going through right now, and anyone that's listened to this who's been doing this since Wednesday, because one thing I will say. Boy, did this light a fire under our community. My God, everyone's like super hyped and I love it. Like I haven't seen this kind of hype in a long time and, and it's really intoxicating. Um, and, you know, it's, it's easy to dream. And I think this is one thing that, you know, I fell into in the very beginning as well is of course you want to dream about the hall, but dream and reality become two very different things when it actually becomes planning this thing. Like, trust me, I didn't actually want to go down the nonprofit route, but after doing a lot of reflection, I saw it was really the best and only way to do it properly. Um, just because of tax reasons, because of ownership rights, because I don't want to own this thing. I don't want this to, I don't want a hall ever to be under the name of one person. It should be under the name of an organization because that just, you know, it, it removes the chance of corruption or it makes it very hard for it to, you know, to any form of corruption or, you know, for money laundering or anything like that. It removes that legal fear. And, you know, and of course, I don't sit, I didn't sit there two years ago dreaming like, oh, one day I'm going to create a nonprofit organization after spending two years of gathering all these people together and doing all this stuff on Discord. Like, no, but that became the reality of it. Um, so I love sitting here dreaming about, um, you know, multiple halls as well. I mean, you know, it's something as I was driving through Minnesota and Wisconsin when I went to go see Ian, I'm like, I could see a hall up here as well. Um, you know, why stop at one? You know, why, why, why do we just have one dream of building one in Kentucky? If we can do this right and do it well and learn from it, you know, we can build a better one in North Central. We can build another one in South Central. We can build one in the South. You know, we have these regions, I think seven or eight regions, you know, and then we have internationally as well. We're finally starting to get going. Um, so the, the possibilities are endless. Um, and there is a lot of room to dream here. Um, but, you know, obviously I, I like to remind everyone, we do have to actually build the first one. <laughs> And we're going to learn a lot from that one too. Oh God. Yeah. I feel like the, the, the learning pains for for this are going to be a tremendous and extreme, but it'll all, I feel like in the end be, be for 
the better. Because yeah, like you said, if we if we decide we want to do, you know, more than one hall, like like you were saying, one per region or, or you know whatever it may be, um, yeah, I feel like once we get those those initial growing pains and those first you know, uh, uh, kinks out of it and everything like that worked out with this first hall, I feel like yeah, progressively it will get easier and a little bit smoother like obviously yeah you're going to run into things regardless because that's just how the world works but at least we will have a better understanding and a better grasp of what we are doing yeah the basically. process the, the blueprint yeah of how it works yeah exactly you're always going to have little tidbits of surprises and and things that are going to happen but yeah at least like you said the blueprint of of what we're doing uh will be laid out for us and we'll we'll know where to basically go from there so yeah like you said we gotta get the first one going first <laughs> right well you know and uh it's it's the little things that i you know everyone wants to be a dreamer about this but it's you know again the reality reality is you need water you need electricity um you probably want internet um you want to be pretty close to you know a highway you probably want to be pretty close to an airport. Um, you know, how close is the nearest town? How close is the nearest hospital? There is so many variables to look into for this thing. Um, you know, and not to mention like the county that you're in. You know, what's the government like in the county? What's the religion like in the county? Is it super, you know, like we don't want to build this thing in like an Amish country. We're not going to, want to build it in a place that is like very aggressively one way or another in a religion. You know, finding a county that's not very aggressive with its religious beliefs. And honestly, finding a place where it's a lot of Catholics. I feel like Catholics aren't really really want to really care. <laughs> but you go down to like a Southern Baptist county and you decide to build a Viking hall, might not go well. You don't tell them pagan. It's going to be hard to hide the paganness. Nah. The Catholics would roll up on the hall and be like, wait, a lot of this seems familiar. <laughs> right. Huh. It's almost like all this was taken from me at one point. Yeah. yeah. Catholics just look at that and have well, flashbacks. I would uh, I literally was out just uh, taking footage and like practicing with a new camera, and I came up to a a, a Lutheran church to Saint Hubert. Which I remember when I was in um, Germany, I found that temple Saint Hubertos, which is the patron saint of the hunt. And I was like, dang, this is kind of cool. And I, I started exploring it. And I was like, man, this place is pagan as hell. Like everything in there was like, you know, basically like weird, like rock circles and like fire pits. And, you know, they had like a statue to Jesus, like in this very like beautiful tree spot. I'm like, imagine if that was a statue to like Uller like boom right there this place would instantly become pagan like right. instantly right. Um, well, i mean we've had this discussion on the podcast and in person the, the differences between christianity and paganism and then how like your lutherians and catholics and roman catholics are a little bit more pagan than your southern baptists your church of christ and your, uh, honestly i would say most protestants are the most removed from paganism for sure yeah well it's because they were trying to get away from the old way like the way of the old christians yeah and that's that's why you know i mean it happened Not um so like I, we can go back to dreams so what are you guys dreaming about <laughs> um because that's fine i think we're allowed to dream here um so give me one dream that you see in the hall um just one at a time you know what, what would you like to see well i know i think we, we we've kind of talked about it um before on a previous episode kind of like our our envisioning or like our vision for the hall and kind of like what we expect and appearance wise and things like that and i mean me personally i feel like i what i want to see is you know kind of what we said earlier you know a more traditional uh style thing i know um somebody in the in the fellowship uh chat of the discord put up uh, an Airbnb that was essentially based off of like, you know, a quote unquote Viking hall, Viking tavern, whatever you want, however they, the verbiage was that they used, um, you know, to potentially do a, another fellowship, uh, you know, gathering a retreat there and, you know, to kind of help us like envision what it would, you know, what it would feel like and look like and stuff like that. And that's something that I'm, I'm very, ex I'm looking forward to, like, obviously, yes, there's going to be modern anatomies, anatomies, 
amenities and minutes. stuff like that. <laughs> but yeah, on the on the surface level and, and everything like that, I, I wanted. I feel like it should look very much more traditional. And you know, I feel like we there are very creative ways to hide modern uh, technologies like lighting and wires and stuff like that to blend things in to make it not so obvious. But obviously, there's going to be things that are going to be you know like that's running water with a porcelain toilet. You know what right. I mean? Like, you know, so, I do think separating those so, things like so no TV in the walls. Hey, I'm still very proud. As far as my knowledge, a TV has never been turned on at a gathering. Yeah. yeah. So therefore I don't well, see a TV the, in this thing. The only, the one of the only times that I know that one has been turned on other than the fellowship get like the fellowship. Leader, oh yeah. When we, we watched Lord of the Rings. We watched the Lord of the Rings. Aside from that, when we did the uh, the Central Midsummer in Virginia, uh, there was all the kids there, and at one point they were watching like some sort of cartoon or some shit like that <gasps> on there. So what but, happens when I leave for Germany? <laughs> <laughs> when you go to the fatherland? <laughs> yeah, what's was is das? So was I, came, das I, came, <laughs> I came in and I found it. And I was just like. Uh, <laughs> it was late at night they wanted to go to sleep they wanted to watch stuff i'm like i don't care it's all right <laughs> it should have been vikings i mean it's 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 a kid you can't get mad at kids on watch tv yeah i mean they're little back like, when they, i like, was the young oldest, the oldest child was only like five or six. oh yeah you did yes you did don't even lie you're not even that old yeah i think the oldest kid was five or six. <laughs> the only one who probably didn't have all that is ian no but I mean, like, other than that, I mean, it was seeing how the kids, even, you know, five, six years of age and younger than that, being able to get involved in the rituals and giving, uh, you know, giving offerings and things like that with their parents. I mean, it was an amazing thing. I mean, granted, yeah, they're going to watch cartoons and whatever else, because I mean, this is kind of like the age that they're coming up in, what happens. But, you know, to still see them doing that, I mean, it was still a great experience. And I'm excited to see it happen more as we continue yeah. to expand well, as more I think people have babies things okay well no i just said babies oh babies babies <laughs> yeah. as more people have babies in the community. right well you know uh one thing we'll have to figure out with a nonprofit. i think if you, you do a nonprofit religious organization you do have to have like a kind of outlined way to educate children about the faith which is interesting um that that's a requirement um, like I know there's a, a way, I think you have to have some form of like children education and, and then like clergy education, however you end up doing that. Um, so kind of a weird, I don't know how fleshed out that has to be, but um, we will have to think about that kind of stuff of how we, you know, kind of teach children about the faith and whatnot. I mean, I would, I mean, I know this isn't exactly like the spots talking about that, but I mean, I would just imagine the same way that we tell people as far as like when they're first getting into the faith, it's just like, you know, go outside listen yeah. to that you know yeah that'll be just be it go outside of nature listen to your guts and your instincts and stuff like that and just do what feels right if you have questions go and ask somebody you know read about it read the stories talk to the gods talk to your ancestors just have, just have heath read all the yeah. read the stories oh my god no or i mean i guess i can see heath <laughs> Come here, children, and gathers them around, and she's like sitting at a campfire, and just let me tell you a tale. <laughs> let um, me tell you about the beast of Odin. <laughs> yeah, I can, see, I can see <laughs> he, when he's Perfect. an old man being like Gandalf, just showing up with a. He's just got a staff and a long beard and a hat. Or something. <laughs> and see, and that's really black of American hat. spirit blacks. But that's yes. literally <laughs> his goal. Like y'all, don't, like that's he's that's what he wants. He he wants to be the old man, like sitting by the campfire, like come here, children, and tell you tell when this first he gathers started. them all around like the little like little hobbits and just tells them stories <laughs> of the ages long past. Right, that's that's what he <laughs> wants, and I can't wait for that. Um. So, sure. What what is a dream you would like to see at Paul? Besides well, I mean, besides the Texas gotta be the, uh, the Texas Hall being the biggest hall. Um, one thing I've I talked with Jaeger uh, about, who I've gotten a really good friendship with, is his last gathering. Is not so much about the hall being built itself, but the energy that we always have to send back away at the end of gatherings from like doing the lamentier rituals and the ancestor work and all that. Not having to like being able to establish like an Odin tree 
or a Thor tree or an ancestor tree and then like making a pilgrimage to that hall and connecting with that energy once again that's familiar with you that's what I'm looking forward to the most yeah I definitely you know I've always thought that in, now that we've been doing gathering cycles for a couple of a couple of years now almost I'm like gosh it's almost been a couple of years <laughs> I'm old um you know we've gone back to no, places again yeah you're not you're not old dude I, I was just, i was getting a haircut the other day and like you know they had that, that really good mirror there and i was looking at myself i'm like dang i look really old for 27 <laughs> like i'm getting some wrinkles bro <laughs> um like my eyes are just like sunken in my head now from my like constant thinking um but what was i saying i can't remember i'm getting old and senile you're talking about going back to to familiar places thank you lad <laughs> You're welcome. And I'm the <laughs> oldest one here. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we've we've had uh, two gatherings now at the, the first house, you know, that we had the first gathering at. And it, honestly, I do feel like we really felt some more a new energy there after returning. You know, that's where we ran into like the grandmother tree and stuff like that. And it's, it's wild returning there after a year. Um, and now we're about to go back and um, do another gathering. Um, well, Texas, didn't you guys? You guys were. No, it's Southern. That was trying to do another gathering at the same place and then i know idaho was trying to do it at the same place like we're kind of getting attracted by these same places um and i think it's because we want to continue building that energy there um so yeah I, i'm really excited to see what continues to build um so something i'm excited for um is it's something that i i, I hope to expand further and that is offering spaces for community craftsmen um and so like building you know just small little workshops that can be rented out fairly cheap um to people in the community who want to come and work on their stuff and so maybe you have an area for them to camp or you know maybe you could have like a small little hut um nearby but almost like an artist retreat um which is something i always wish i did is that you know they just pay a little money they come out there and they work on their craft and you give them the materials to do so um obviously this is probably a little bit down further down the road for things like blacksmithing but being able to have like a blacksmithing forge that you could rent out to people to come and, and practice the craft or offer lessons and things like that. Um, you know, those are the things that I think would improve the longevity. Yes, I want to have gatherings. Yes, I want to have these events. But also I, I want to make sure that, you know, we're, you know, forging this, this new idea for what it is to be human. Um, and really, it's just a return to what it used to be. If mine is just really simple. I'm just, I'm just, wanna, I just want to see us have a place that is ours. That we don't have to go hunting around for these different places to go and have gatherings. We just have a place that is ours. We build the energy up. We get, you know, grow the relationships, everything like that. See the magic that comes from it. Get an idea of what it was like for our ancestors that, you know, had these places that, re that they returned to generation after generation. Um, and then something else, which I guess would depend on my legality and things like that. But if we had a way that we could. Yeah, I don't know the exact legalities, of, Ugh, but like crazy. how, yeah, but you know how like Maine, they have the thing now where you can get like, you can actually uh, get burned on like a on like a funeral fire. Right. It'd be awesome if we had a way that we could do that through like the religious thing or, yeah. what, you know, like the, the non, I don't know. I'm sure there's some way for that to be. I don't know. I don't so, know the big word. So the process from what I understand from the research I did about the main thing is essentially you have to have someone that lobbies for you in your local state government. So you'd have to have someone go to your local state government and say, hey, we want to do open air funerals. We're a religious organization. Here's our nonprofit status. Um, here's our evidence to suggest that this was something in the past. Um, so please allow this. And then um, someone in the state building, I don't know who that is, will review that to make sure it's legitimate. And then they will give you the yes or no. And then you will take that and you'll take it to your local government. So your county government and your city government that you have the hall in. And you say, hey, we have the okay from the state. They say, this is okay. Would you allow us to do this? And then the city has to vote on it. And oftentimes, depending on where you live, the city will either have the city council vote on it or they will have the um, the actual independent people will vote on, on an issue. So like when they have local elections, they'll have that as an issue. Like, hey, are we going to allow the nonprofit on the hill to have open air funerals? And so a lot of the times it gets stopped by the community from what I understand is because they don't understand it. And they're worried that they're going to have like human particles in the air or they're, gonna, they're worried that there's going to be a smell. And because, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, this is most likely going to be in a small town. 
And those small town people are going to hear pagan people on hill want to burn bodies and they're going to be like, hell no. <laughs> you know, so finding the place uh, that, you know, that's going to be something that's later down the line. That's not year one. I can tell you that. Oh, but yeah, definitely. Five, 10 years I, down the road, you know, it's a possibility, I would say. Yeah, well, I'd like, always, I'd honestly like, I've been thinking about it for a while, like since, like, since, like, since we started like getting all these ideas and everything like it. I was like, I hope I get to like to the age where I'm like, I know I'm not going to be here a lot longer than I'm like, I'm just going to go live on the hall of it. Like, I'm just going to build up this fire. And like when I die, just put me on that. And just light it up. You don't <laughs> right have to tell anybody done, that I'm yeah. actually dead. Yeah. Well, I'm just going like, to sleep here. I'm going to sleep here. You hear somebody start. Right. I'm not dead yet. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's why I was saying something like an ancestor tree and stuff like that. Like that's, that's what I hope to see, um, you know, because it would be great to have a place where we can have like a community ancestor tree and like your ashes are spread there or something and you can go there and communicate with them and have feel that energy from all the different ancestors and people of the community. And then there's Caleb on the funeral parlor next door. I'm not dead yet. Right. Just wait a little longer before you burn me. I keep, yeah, whenever you say that, I just think of the thing from uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Yep. <laughs> you will be soon. <laughs> um so kind of pulling it in here as we're getting close to the uh the last quarter of this episode um i do want to clarify some things for people that's listening and um because i know a lot of people want to help they want to help more and they're like i've had people message me they're like can i give you more money i'm like please no i don't want like i want your money but six months from now you know <laughs> like um uh, so how can you help now basically just continue to you know keep up with our information um you know if you want to join the discord that's great if you want to join patreon patreon and teespring and youtube you know monetization all that stuff supports the wisdom of odin that supports what i do personally as a videographer as someone that's sharing information about the gods so if you want to support there i greatly appreciate it because every time i get to make a video every time we make a podcast that's just spreading the wisdom of odin even further spreading our information spreading the community so that helps um, but as far as like money, we don't need it yet. Thank you. You guys are great. But as of right now, we are waiting for the nonprofit status. And then the moment we get that, we're hopefully going to have a website up and that way we can have a place to do donations there. Um, we may do GoFundMe obviously for the larger projects, but we'll have a, an option to donate in the future very soon. Um, and that way it'll go to the nonprofit's bank account. That way it can be tracked. That way, you know, um, it's not used for anything besides what, you, you know, the community wants it to be used for um, and, to, and to build this hall land. Um, we may end up doing t-shirts here very soon to, to go ahead and start building some funds. So that might be something later down the road. Um, but ultimately just keep being excited. I think that's the best thing we can say is just want this dream as much every single day. You know, I'm, I'm so glad everyone's hyped up but don't let that die down. Six months from now, we're going to need more help. Um, and, you know, six more months after that. And I mean, we're going to, we want to build halls everywhere. And so, you know, this process is just beginning. Um, so just keep that passion alive. Um, and, you know, I'm really community is going to determine how far this goes. And so just, if you want to see this stretch out across the United States and the world, it's going to, it's up to you. Um, we can't do this alone. And uh, really, I, I really wanted to have this episode to thank you all so very much because, I mean, from all of us at the Wisdom of Odin community, the fellowship leaders here at the Folk Podcast, we wouldn't do this without you. We couldn't do it without you. And um, it's really unbelievable how much the community came out for this for phase one. Um, and phase two is going to be very, very soon. And uh, it, it's incredible. It, it's, again, like I was saying earlier, it's insane to see the the amount of just community coming together for for one thing. I mean, you know, I, I, I've seen it for a wide range of different things in my lifetime, but to actually yeah, be part of it and to see it firsthand is is a whole nother experience. And it's, yeah, it's just absolutely amazing to think about and, and witness in my lifetime. Definitely. Uh... You know, like you were kind of mentioning there, Jacob, it's like you want to be like Oprah Winfrey of halls, like you get all, you get all. But, uh, you know, we couldn't do anything that we've been doing without the support of the community. And it, yeah, it's obviously a dream that everyone in the community shares with you, Jacob, and, and with us at the Folk Podcast and at the Wisdom of Odin. And seriously, guys, 
seven hours and 30 minutes to fulfill that goal is incredible. Keep that energy up and keep pushing forward because I, I think we can. I, I know we have the best community ever as far as that I've ever been in. That's what religion was. As I said earlier, I mean, it was it, just unbelievable to see how quickly we, you know, came up with everything that we were uh, looking for for the uh, to get the organization started. But it's just a, uh, I don't know, this is just, you know, we're making history is the way that I see it. And I don't, I couldn't be, I couldn't have asked, I couldn't ask for a better group of people uh, to help us with something like this. This is unbelievable. Baker, just think of that first time I interviewed you back in your, mm-hmm. your, your bright green, like construction mm-hmm. worker looking t-shirt. You didn't have, yeah. a, barely had a beard. Yeah. <laughs> just phone. I can't look at the camera. Yeah. yeah, my eyes are just closed all the time, so you can't tell if I'm looking at the camera. <laughs> You've learned the ways. <laughs> yes, you just squint really hard. Yeah, <laughs> you know, if I would have, I I would have never guessed it. Came, it would have came this far that first gathering, the first time I met everyone, and I would have never, I would have never guessed this. It's wild. Mm-hmm. Um, but guys, I think that's a really good way to end this episode because I, I didn't want this to drag out too long. I really wanted to make sure we could reminisce, share everything with everybody, um, kind of reiterate some points coming up. Um, so once again, thank you everyone who helped support this phase one. Phase two will come. Um, we just need some more time. Uh, so be patient with us, but stay excited. Um, know that we're going to try to be as transparent as possible with you. Um, if you have any questions about this, we're getting a lot of a lot of questions every day. Um, you know, various questions about the nonprofit, how it's going to be run, all that stuff. Um, we are taking emails at uh, wisdomofodinfellowship at gmail.com. Let me double make, make sure that's the one. Yeah, wisdomofodinfellowship at gmail.com is where I'm going to start directing everything. That way, when we do have like our all thing meetings where we talk about the nonprofit and all those things, we can review them there. So if you want to know more, please email that email address. That's not the email for the podcast. That's a different email. That is wisdomofodinfellowship at gmail.com. That is where we're going to be able to answer your questions. I know some people want to offer help, which is great. Like we've had so many people that are like, I can do this. I can do that. And let me tell you, I've already forgotten everything you told me you can do. So if we don't have that email, if we don't have, uh, you know, that way to keep track, we're going to forget and you're going to have to remind us. Um, So again, happy for your excitement. But remember, we still got some time before we got to pull that trigger. But man, the moment that whole land starts getting on the horizon, I feel like it's just going to like 2022 is going to be a blur for me. I feel like (laughs) an absolute blur. <laughs> um, but truly, thank you all so very much for listening to the Folk Podcast, for supporting everything this community does, for what I do. Um, and I'm excited to see where we go. But otherwise, thank you all once again for listening to this. And until the hall, truly, until the hall. Skull. 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 Skull.